You're listening to a Count Out Podcast. going on everybody welcome back to another episode of independent waters i am your host mikey manfredi and joining me as always is the thinking of a nickname <laughs> constantly kid which is me uh and joined by my partner zach batista zach how you doing buddy i really I'm, didn't have one this time i'm doing good hey, you, you, i thought you, i was gonna be able to make one up on the fly but i couldn't honestly after like so many weeks in a row of on the fly nicknames uh i, I think you could take the uh a little bit of a mulligan for this one yeah, anyway, Zach Batista's here, uh, as usual. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're here it's to... Th- fucking hot. It is very fucking hot. Uh, it's like 90 degrees sh- outside my room today right now, I think. And it's yeah, no, my, my Hawaiian shirt is open, uh, got the chest out, and, uh, you know, just letting it breathe today, because, man, it is hot. Uh, and, and my fan is on, so fa- sorry if you hear that in the background, but uh, usually I turn it off, but today it's just too hot, so... That's going to mm-hmm. stay on for the episode today, and hope uh, so I don't, you know, melt. Fair enough. So, uh, I think this is it's been, this is the first episode, this is the first regular episode in a bit, huh? Yeah. It's been, have... what, three weeks since our last uh, regular episode? We had an interview, and then we, ha- we had an interview, and we had a, uh, a, a, a review special where we uh, looked at uh, Tournament of Survival. Yes, Tournament of Survival. Uh... It's been a fun June for Independent Waters, let's just say. Mm-hmm. But we are back this week with a, a normal episode for you guys. We have some matches for you. Zach, what do you think about the matches you brought back? I had a match that was good, fine, that I was I didn't know much about it, and I had a match that I was very excited for and it lived up to the expectations of it. So very I think good I was I think I was the same way. I had a good match and then I had one which I had high expectations for, which met my expectations. Um nice. why don't we jump right on into it? Do we remember who started? Uh, who was, like, the last one to go first? It's been a while. I believe that I was... So, let's see. Hold on. I went second, because I did the the match that I gave you this week was the match that I finished on, and then we went into the double down. All right, so why don't you kick us off? Uh, why don't you kick us off on our first uh, regular episode back in a couple of weeks? All right. Uh, fuck it. I'll start with the bang today. All right. So... A couple of weeks ago, I reviewed a match, and I had Mikey review the match, of Genocide and Holly Dead going against Viperus and Harlow O'Hara. And if you recall, when I reviewed it, that match was a setup to the match that they would be having in a couple of weeks at Mission Pro Wrestling. Well, Oh, did you get to take a look at that one? I did. That is All the right. match I decided to pick for today. This match was, for those of you that are unaware, is Genocide going against Holly Dead at Mission Pro Wrestling in a False Counts Anywhere match. Ooh. I had very high expectations walking into this match. As you know, as Mikey has called me before, I love Holly Dead. I think she's great. 
Sure. Genocide, I was looking forward to seeing some of her in-ring work more than just the tag match. And these two pulled off a banger of a match. Nice. This match was super heavy. Like, strikes, bumps. It was these two, to quote you, Mikey, put it all on the line. Ah, nice. This match, all on the line. Everybody's putting everything out there. Yep. This match starts with heavy back-and-forth strikes between the two. Then they... Uh, take each other to the ground and kind of like in like a cat fight thing just start rolling around fighting each other then they each go for a big boot but each time the other person dodges and by the end they're both kind of staring at each other and you get this feeling that these two know each other quite well at this point yeah it looks like, it looks like they've they've fought time and time again mm-hmm. so holly dead then says to jenna let's let's do a test of strength but as she's about to like lock her second hand with holly dead holly dead just does a cheap shot in the form of a stiff chop to her chest oh no so Jenna returns with her own, but then Holly needs her in a gut and throws her into the corner and hits her with a body splash. All Jenna right. then counters Holly's next Irish whip with a running back kick to Holly dead, and then a goes for a big boot, but Holly rolls out of the ring because in this match, Holly's probably the closest you're going to get to a heel, but it's more like a tweener. Like, okay. she's not afraid to do some dirty tactics to get the upper hand, but at the same time, she's not like a full-on heel. At least, I don't think so. Gotcha. So she rolls out of the ring... Jenna chases her. They exchange some more strikes, chops that are very loud sounding. There were some in particular that like stood out to me that I'll talk about in a bit. Until Holly nails Jenna with a jawbreaker that sends her back. Holly then hits a suicide dive on her that sends her Whoa. and Jenna into the chairs onto the outside. The, uh, the fans' chairs. Mm-hmm. It looked rough for Holly, I'm not going to lie. Because okay. I, if I recall, I think she... Uh, you know, she like she landed looked like she landed like on her shoulder on the floor, but she was fine for the rest of the match. So I guess it wasn't that bad. No, oh, there you go. So then Holly sits Jenna in a chair and just hits genocide with what I've written down here as the female equivalent of Keith Lee's Grizzly Magnum or his double open palm chop to the chest. Ooh, this fucking thing. This sound it had it sounded so awful to take. So yeah, Jenna briefly comes back with this when she uh as Holly's like gloating, she spears her into the apron, but Holly then beats her down a bit more. Sets her up on the apron with a bunch of rapid forearms to her chest. She then goes for her signature leg drop onto her, but Jenna rolls out of it. And not only that, as Holly is recovering from this on the apron, Jenna goes out, gets into the ring, goes around to the other side of the apron, and spears Holly onto the apron, wiping her out. The fight then spills further into the crowd as the two then end up at the commentator's table. Which has an axe throwing, which has like axe throwing targets behind it, because this takes place at like an amusement, par- uh, like a fair area. I think is the best okay. way to describe it. I was like, what? Yeah, it's like the same places before when we watched them, kind of like a oh, fairground okay. type area. Gotcha, 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 gotcha. So Holly then throws Jenna into one of the targets, goes to commentary, grabs the bike, it says, "I'm Holly Dead. I'm back on commentary for tonight." And then she <laughs> turns around, boots Jenna in the face into the target, which is like the bullseye right behind her head, and she says, "That's your target right there." And then. She goes to boot Jenna again, but Jenna knees her in the stomach, does a double leg takedown on her, and then catapults her face first into the target. And she grabs the mic and then says, now I'm on commentary, and that's the motherfucking target. Which, And the whole time this is happening, Holly had an amazing self for this. She literally, like, got planted into the wall and was kind of like, it was like an axe getting thrown into a wall. She was just upright, just not moving, just into this wall. <laughs> I was like, that's awesome. That sounds awesome. So Jenna then slams Holly's face first into the bell. Holly then slams her into the bell three times. This is because, why? Because, you know, when Jenna slammed it, the bell rang immediately. Holly's didn't, so she just kept slamming her head until the bell actually rang. 
Oh, I thought I thought it was gonna be three times because ding ding ding. Ah, uh, that would be clever. That would be good too. I'd like that. Anywho, so the two of them brawl back and forth, and they end up at the bar area of it, in which until eventually a Holly um takes off two drinks off the bar and just hands it to some random guy, and she throws Jenna face first into the bar. She then orders them both a shot, which they each take at the same time. There is no foul play here. They both finish it off. Then the match resumes again as they brawl further into the parking lot onto the pavilion near ringside, which is like... I have already forgotten this was a Falls Count Anywhere match, and I was like, damn, they've been on the outside for a while. Yep. (laughs) Holly then spikes Jenna headfirst into the wooden floor with a DDT, I believe, but only gets a two count. Jenna then spears Holly into one of the pavilion's wooden posts and attempts to hit her with a suplex, and Holly tries her damnedest to stop this from hitting her, but Jenna does suplex her on the hardwood floor, and it's about as rough of a landing as you think it is. Yikes. So following this, the two then eventually make their way back to ringside. They each grab a chair on the other sides of the ring. They both get in. They set the chairs up in front of each other, sit down, and then just have a, have a slugfest. classic slugfest. Strike after strike, just neither one willing to budge or lose against to the other one. My favorite. And then it finally comes to an end when Holly gets the upper hand. She stands up and acts like she's going to form Jen in the face, but instead boots her in the face because Holly did be Holly dead. Holly dead be doing Holly dead stuff. Holly then sets up a chair in the middle, in the middle of the ring, like her chair, sits in it, and is like gloating with her back turned to Jenna, right? Mm-hmm. And then as she's doing this, she doesn't see Jenna get up, run to the run the ropes, and then runs at Holly and crossbodies her through the chair. Damn. Jenna then traps Holly's arm in the other chair that wasn't broken in a kind of in like a cross face. So she's got her arm locked in in the chair. She's got the cross face in, and she's using her foot to slam on the chair to get her to tap. Mm-hmm. But Holly does escape by biting Jenna's hand. And I remember when she screamed, I thought to myself, wow, that sounds like a genuine scream. Like, I think she might have <laughs> actually bit her hand a bit too hard there. Jesus. She's forced to let go. The two then fight over the chair until Holly says, oh, you want the chair? And she grabs her head, slams her face first into like the top part of the chair, which the commentators are like, that's some metal on metal action. Because if you don't know, Genocide is the bionic beast. She is a uh, cyborg. So she's a cyborg. Yeah, I get it. So metal on metal. That's funny. Mm-hmm. So... After this, I believe, uh, oh, this spot's probably one of my favorite spots of the match, honestly. Okay. So, Holly then sets Jenna up in a tree of woe. She puts the chair in front of her face. She runs, and then she just hits a massive dropkick bong, which just sends the chair careening into her face again. Oof. Holly goes for the cover, but Jenna gets a rope break. So, she goes for her angel wings finisher, Darkness Falls. But Jenna mm-hmm. has this scattered because, again, they know each other well and is able to actually get out of it before dropping Holly to the mat with a choke slam. Nice. It doesn't get Jenna the window, so she has to hoist Holly up onto her shoulders, but Holly gets out of it and then quickly hits her signature spine buster, which always looks fantastic as far as I'm concerned. Mm-hmm. And then she follows up with a probably the best looking Darkness Falls I've seen of her, especially considering how large Jenna was. Like, this thing looked fantastic. Mm hmm. Except somehow, Jenna kicks out at two. What? I was like, oh, shit. Not what I was expecting you to say. So Holly, not wanting to let up on this, continues to just repeatedly form Jenna in the chest. Jesus. And then Jenna eventually is able to duck a kick of hers and hit a, what I described as a spectacular kick to Holly Dead's head. Ooh, okay. She then le- This leaves Holly stunned and gives Jenna just enough time to nail her with a tombstone, which is, I believe is her finisher. But a- Holly kicks out at two also. So at this eye point, for an eye, baby. I got no clue what's going to happen. 
And then we get, it actually leads into the finish because Jenna goes for the tombstone again. Holly rolls her up though and Jenna kicks out. Jenna then hits Holly with a single leg takedown, which she then uses to roll forward. And then she stacks herself on top of both of Holly's legs, trapping her to the mat, allowing her to get a pin for the win. Wow. Jenna picks up a big win. This sounds like it was an awesome match. Oh, yeah. This match was great. After the match, of course, as uh, as you expect from a match like this, despite Holly's frustration, they shake hands, hug it out. She raises her hand and she leaves the ring. Nice. Yeah. This match was fucking awesome. Combined with the fact that there are two things I want to mention that also made it great as well, which is the crowd was really good throughout this match. This is like a type of match that for me, like I could feed off of all their energy and excitement to for this match. That always helps. And then just the creme de la creme, the cherry on top commentary did a great job of calling this match. Nice. They had, finally got it, some good commentary back. Yep, they had a after great after weeks oh, of yeah. bad. God, I forgot we had those the, those consecutive weeks of just commentators, at least one bad group of commentators who just let us go in. Come on, man. But hey, yeah. we're back. These it's two fine. did a great job. They called this match really well. Technically, they made sure to include each other's each of their gimmicks, which was great. And it was just fun to listen to the two of them just ba- go back and forth with each other while this match was happening. Nice. The match gets a mark out for me. We're starting awesome. on a high note again. All right. Starting off with a starting off flaming hot with a mark out. That's awesome. Oh yeah. I this match I was excited for and it let it, it I was it met my expectations. Nice. Good shit. Very good. Very good. You know what? That you got me all hyped, so I'm going to follow up on the match that I was very excited about as well. Uh, all right. For, for my first match of the night, Ooh. we got Willow Nightingale taking on MV Young from oh. Enjoy Wrestling. Oh, oh man. That, this that's... one I was stoked for. Oh, that's a match. I, I... <laughs> I've i heard Talk. a lot about Enjoy Wrestling. Uh, I've heard a lot about Can't Eat and how good it is. I needed to check it out for myself, so I checked out uh, the second half of this episode, which is, there, which is where MV Young and Willow Nightingale have their match. Uh, and boy, howdy. These two... These two really, really go at it. Oh. Uh, starting this one off, they get into a nice collar and elbow, the old classic, you know, mm-hmm. the old classic tie-up. And then they, they like, uh, Willow pushes MB Young into the corner. Yeah. And then she puts her, and then, like, you know how the ref, like, breaks it up and they both put their yeah. hands up or whatever? They both do that. But then Willow just comes in with the, the a fierce chop on MB Young. <laughs> It sounds brutal. It echoed. It was it was loud. And oh, then God. And then she backs up to the middle of the ring. MV is pissed. And <laughs> Willow Nightingale's like, yeah, hit me. Do it. Chop me. Bring it. Chop me. Bring it on, bitch. And then MV hits a... Uh, uh, he, he answers back with some chops that uh, aren't so stellar. But that was like... It wasn't like it wasn't like he did a bad job with the chops. It looked like it looked like he was purposely holding back. Mm. To be like, you know, like... I don't know. I don't want to go all out on you, you know? <laughs> uh, and he was gotcha. hitting some lame chops, and Willow was not happy about it. So every time he had a lame chop, Willow just came back with another thunderous one. Just like, whap! She was like, come on! Little baby chops responds with massive chop. <laughs> Nightingale was like, bring it! She's like, is that all you got? I don't think so. Uh, and then uh, after after MV takes a few solid chops from Willow, he's like, all right, fine. And he just hits like, chop, 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 chop. You know, he just goes like real quick into it, like a big succession. Um, mm. And then he goes, he goes off the rope. He, he like loads up for one big one. Willow ducks under it, hits the ropes, and just 
knocks him to the ground with a shoulder tackle. Ooh. Uh, at this point, MV rolls out of the ring and just starts, like, walking away from the fight. He's like, ah, F this. I'm done. <laughs> Fuck this. I did my little, my chops. She hit me harder. She shoulder attacked me. Fuck this. I'm done with this. This is... Yeah. He goes, he goes to walk away and Willow chases him down. Uh, and just, like, while he's walking away, she, like, catches him on the outside and just hits him with another shoulder block and just sends him into the doorway he was about Ooh. to walk out of. <laughs> okay. All right. Uh, and then picks him up and just, like, drags him back to the ring. Uh, and then MV gets back in uh, and is no longer fooling around. Uh, <laughs> he gets back in the ring. Uh, hits Willow with a big chop, a big flurry of offense, takes down Willow, locks in a camel clutch. Ooh. Yeah, the camel clutch looked pretty brutal. Uh, you could tell Willow, Willow looked like she was hurting pretty bad, so uh, it was a good sell by Willow and a good uh, camel clutch by MV Young. But what do you expect from the king of the polyam cult, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so Willow does end up uh, getting out of the camel clutch. I believe she gets a rope break, or she just, like, gets out of it. Uh, and then... Uh, MV Young is locking in a waist lock and is like trying to like do like a waist lock and mm-hmm. Willow reverses it, gets around behind uh, Young and just like launches him with a German. Ooh, all right, nice. Uh, nice. Yeah, and MV is trying to get some momentum back, uh, running the ropes a little bit, and uh, Willow catches him with a big spine buster, which was crazy. Mm-hmm. Uh, then Willow goes for the three amigos. Okay. Uh, but then MV counters uh, and into a roll up, uh, which uh, which Nightingale is able to kick out of, uh, and then they fight a little bit more towards the corner. MV is going for a uh, so he he gets Willow into the corner, mm-hmm. and it looked like they were like fighting on the ropes a little bit, like they were like going upwards and they're like fighting on the ropes. Okay, and they end up on the top rope. Willow like shoves MV off. Yeah. MV like backwards rolls and then runs back, jumps to the top and just like goes to get like really fast. Ooh. And just goes to get set up for a superplex and Willow just like fights him off again, mm-hmm. shoves him down from the top rope this time so he doesn't get up so fast. Uh and mm-hmm. when he does get up, he gets met with a missile drop kick from Willow Nightingale. Just Ooh. absolutely destroying him. Nice. Mhm. Mhm. Uh and then uh Nightingale goes to pin him, he kicks out. Uh, they end up getting back to their feet. MV starts laying in a big strike combination on Willow. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then he, he goes to bounce off the ropes to give her one last big lariat. Uh, but when he bounces off the ropes, Willow does the same uh, and ends up hitting a huge pounce, which almost sends Young out of the ring, but does not. Ooh. Um, uh, does not. She catches him in time to get to, to go for the pinfall. He kicks out again. Uh, and then MV Young is able to... Uh, get uh, a nice combination in where he, wh- while she was picking up, he, like, kicks out her knees. Mm-hmm. And, like, uh, he, like, kicked out her leg and got her down to her knees, and then he bounced off the ropes, and he hits, her like, a running knee strike. Gotcha. Like a Shining Wizard kind of thing. Nice. Uh, which ends up getting him the victory. It was almost like a kind of, like, uh, Adam Cole's last shot, mm. except from, like, the except to, like the side of the head. Gotcha. Okay. I gotcha. Uh, but, yeah, he ends up winning the match. Uh, it was pretty, it was really solid. These two went really back and forth this whole time. So it sounds like a uh, great match. Yeah, it was sweet. It was all, like like there was a a lot of times where you would think one person's in control, but then they would just flip it right on its head, and it was really it felt it felt like really back and forth, and that I never really knew who was gonna win, mm-hmm. and I never really could like 
be like, oh, this person's in control. No, this person's in control because they both just kept flip-flopping so much, you know? Mm-hmm. They just both kept hitting each other with, like, these slobber knockers of moves mm. and just kept, like... It was, it was a slugfest, right? This was just, like... These two were just throwing haymakers back and forth in terms of, like, their big moves, you know? Gotcha. Uh... And it was really, it ended up being an awesome match. Uh, these two did an awesome job. Uh, it's not going to get the mark out for me. Okay. But it's definitely going to get a high meh, and it's on the cusp. Mm. It's, like, almost there, but it's definitely gotcha. a high meh. This match is very, very good, and I enjoyed it a lot, but I do, it, I didn't pop me off, like, mark out-wise. All right. I, I feel it. Yeah, it was solid. It was definitely solid, though. Don't get me wrong. I feel like uh, it's like I'm taking where... nothing away from this match. It was an awesome match, and you definitely should go check it out. All I could think of is a Star Wars meme when the guy goes, you were this close to greatness. This yes, close. This close. Instead, they replace the word greatness with mark out. You were this close to a mark out. It was like, it was like a, it was like a, I think it was like an eight to ten minute match, so I guess it was just oh, like, wow. one, it, it was one of those matches where it was like, you know, if it was long, we always have, we always have that issue where it's like, you, you we see an awesome match, and then you're just like, no, but I want more. Oh, yeah. Oh, Fight yeah. more. <laughs> It's like, come on, man. <laughs> like, please have keep fighting. Don't end this match yet. Yeah, uh, but yeah, sad. it's still it was still really solid, still really awesome. Uh, MV Young and Willow Nightingale killed it. Uh, a really great match from Enjoy Wrestling. Mm-hmm. Uh, definitely go check it out. Definitely go check out Canned Heat. They do. Uh, I think they just started season two. Uh, mm-hmm. If you want to keep keep up with that on YouTube, nice. and it's all free right on Enjoy Wrestling's YouTube channel. So definitely go check it out if you can. It's it's definitely worth it. mm Hmm. All right, what's your second match of the uh, the episode here? All right, so I went to the UK and I found a match between Joey Scott and Alan Tree Date, uh, Alan Lee Travis at LDN Wrestling. Those uh, are two new names. Yes, new names. Now, granted, this event ima- this event took place in America during their USA tour, but this is a British wrestling company. Okay. So, uh, uh let's see. There was. <laughs> I'm remembering this now because. I'm looking through my notes that I'm now remembering. So this match starts off with the heel coming out first, so there's for his entrance, right? Mm-hmm. And you ever have a time when the crowd just takes the piss out of the heel, and the heel is like just kind of being all like, "What? What are you doing?" And it's just funny to watch. They're like, "Why are you booing me?" Yes, Stop. that was literally the beginning bit of this match because the announcer says, "Mr. Scott, that's the heel in this Travis." Uh, yeah, Joey Scott's like, claims to be Mr. Birmingham 2017, but we all know that's fake news. And the guy's like, what? And then the crowd is all, <laughs> the crowd starts calling him ugly, I think. Oh, no. And the announcer is just sitting there laughing at him. And he's like, so he's funny. like, Mr. Scott would like me to let you all know that his mother says he looks beautiful. It's like, probably not. And then the guy's like, what? And he looks like he's about to punch this ref in the face as the crowd is just booing him. That's hilarious. And then eventually the the face comes in, which is Travis, which is Alan Lee Travis, and his, honestly, his entrance could literally be is literally like the exact opposite of him. He's going through the crowd, everyone likes him, like it's just <laughs> polar opposite of, of treatment from the fans, and I, I dig it. So this match nice. starts off with uh, Scott locking in a wrist lock that Travis just cannot seem to get out of for much longer than I expected him to. It lasted like it was like one of those things where like usually with like a wrist lock, I expect like you know a couple seconds. They wince a bit, and then they do, like, either they kip up or, like, they flip out of it. But this one, he was able to hold it in for a bit longer. Okay. Like, he, like if I recall correctly, like, he try, uh, <laughs> Travis tries everything to get out of this thing. And uh, from, like, wiggling out of it to throwing Scott to the mat, but Scott still is able to hold on to it and get up before him. What he eventually 
does have to do to get out of it, though, is when he runs into a corner, he goes to the top rope and hits an arm drag off the top of it, and then hits another one immediately, and then finally he's got the separation he needs to not be in that wrist lock. Fortunately, though, he then whiffs a drop kick, which, and then Scott goes to uh, do an elbow drop to him while he's on the ground, but he whiffs that. So Scott rolls to the outside. Travis goes for a suicide dive, but Scott fakes him out. And as nice. Scott is saying how smart he is, like, and he's got his back, he's like, I'm so smart. Travis dives over the top rope with a, I believe, yeah, it's a suicide dive. It was like kind of like a senton, like, suicide dive, you know what I mean? Like, he didn't, like, fully flip, but he jumped over. Mm-hmm. And I, uh, I will mean. say this, he barely landed on top of Scott, and I was actually afraid for a moment. Because I think, from what I could tell, he hit the, his, like, toes got caught on the top rope. So he didn't mm-hmm. get as far as he probably was planning to. And I was like, oh, boy, that could have been rough. Okay. Oh, okay. that could have been so bad. But thank God Scott caught him and he landed. He didn't land, like, on his head or anything like that. So mm-hmm. that, you know, crisis averted. So Travis yeah. continues, tries to continue his offense on the, uh, in the ring. But after a shoulder, and uh, like a shoulder tackle, and then a knee to the gut, Scott is able to avoid a running neck breaker from him with a single leg drop kick. Scott then drapes Travis over the middle ropes and jumps through the ropes and onto his head to land to the outside. I always like the way the spot looks, by the way. Okay. Uh, Scott then starts to beat down Travis, and Travis then starts to make a comeback, and he hypes up the crowd, only for Scott to knee him in the gut and hit him with a famouser. Scott continues to beat him down and taunt him until until Travis is able to finally dodge an elbow to the chest, and then he lands a snapmare and a blockbuster. Nice. Though in order to gain the upper hand, Scott rakes Travis's eyes right in front of the ref and hits him with a backdrop. And then this is where we get to kind of an interesting thing where I was kind of hoping that I could have gotten an explanation on this. The announcer then says that Scott has received his first public warning. And I was like, what? What? I'm like, what, what is that? What are you? What? We'll get more into more of that in a second because he gets it again. But I have a theory on what this is. So, despite Travis's best efforts after this to make a comeback, Scott just is in firm control of the match. Like, he sends Travis to the outside after, with a drop kick to the ribs. He then, uh... Oh, yeah. So then he rolls out of the ring, and we get to probably one of the best-sounding spots of this match. Okay. So Scott rolls out of the ring and hits a pretty solid chop to Travis's chest and kind of channeling your match. Travis responds with probably what I've, just, uh, what I've described here is an absolute gunshot of a chop of his own on Scott. Ooh. Like, this shit fucking hurt. I'm pretty sure Scott's chest immediately turned red after he got hit with this thing. And I was just like, Yikes. ow. <laughs> oh, no, that's like, one of those ow. chops you could feel it, yeah. <laughs> so, Every way you, like, hold your own chest, like, huh. Yep, exactly. It's like, oh. So, Travis goes to attack him, but Scott uses the ring post to finally uh, to get the upper hand on him immediately. He ignores the ref's commands to get back into the ring, lays Travis onto the apron, and elbows him in the chest, and then leg drops the back of his head, which looked fucking nasty. And then he gets his second warning. So at this point, I was actually kind of curious. I'm like, how many warnings can you get? And, like, what happens if you get the max amount? What are these warnings? (laughs) I figure these warnings are, like, if you're allowed to do, like, something against the ref's commands, like, using the ropes for too long to get leverage, but you get a warning as, like, a... Like, instead of a count, you get a warning. Oh, okay. And I assume if you hit three strikes, then you're DQ. Then you're out, yeah. That's the best I could get, but I was like, that's interesting. They have, like, that as a rule. It gave me like um like the uh the Ring of Honor Pure Tournament vibes. Ooh. Remember that? Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I yeah. remember. From so I remember uh, yeah, we we, right. we watched we watched that match. Yeah. We watched that not a match from it, but a match that mentioned it. Mm-hmm. 
So, following this up, Scott goes for a backstabber, but Travis is able to avoid it by hanging onto the ropes, which leaves him, him on the mat, flat on his back. Finally, though, this then leads to Travis hitting a comeback. So he hits a series of shoulder tackles, a running knee to the face. Scott, though, is then able to immediately stop him with a spine buster, and then when he goes for a running splash in the corner, Travis gets out of the way. He then kicks Scott in the stomach, hits a snapmare, and then lands a crossbody from the top rope. Uh, yeah, that's another thing I forgot that I should mention. There's a lot of back and forth in this match when the face finally makes a comeback that I noticed as I was reviewing this. Okay. Like, there's a lot of him, like, hyping the crowd up and getting his comeback and then immediately getting cut off. You know what I mean? Yeah. And after a bit, I was kind of like, eh, can't eh. you just let him just make the comeback for a bit longer? Mm-hmm. But, okay, but I guess that's the point. Yeah. Travis then goes for what I think was a fisherman suplex, but Scott wiggles out of it and hits a backstabber, which he was going for before, which I assume was his signature move. He then climbs to the top rope to hit something, but Travis is able to get up and crotch him on the top rope. And this is probably the roughest looking, like, crotch spot I've seen, which I never thought I'd ever say, but here I am. Because when when Scott was standing on the top rope, he was straight up standing on top of the turnbuckle, and he just kind of let his legs go and dropped onto the top rope onto the uh the turnbuckle oof this man's entire crotch just laid straight on the turnbuckle i i was like why why would you why do that? why 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 did you decide no. to... oh no just do what Please. most would do is like just you know like, i don't know like god oh so uncomfortable looking <laughs> and then travis is a common geary and then a superplex and he picks up the win all right all right the match sounds, was sounds pretty solid solid uh uh, I, I'm a little sad because uh, that wasn't the best calling of that match I had. But anywho, back to it. The match was solid. Pretty good wrestling. The crowd was really good. They were on point the entire match, like going with what the wrestlers needed to do, like really letting them lean into stuff for the match. And uh, yeah, it wasn't really a much special, nothing much, like, well, nothing special about this match, really. Like, it was a typical face versus heel thing with like one or two spots in particular that I thought stood out. So, mm-hmm. oddly enough, going in the order of <laughs> of our rankings, I'm giving this match a meh. Okay. Fine. Yeah, we're just you're just going down from the top, huh? Yep. <laughs> oh man, that 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 bodes well for the that does not bode well for the last match. Oh god. <laughs> what? A, oh no. Oh no. We only have one rating left, Zach. Oh god. Don't do it. <laughs> Don't do it, please. <laughs> have mercy on it. It didn't deserve it. <laughs> it was just a coincidence, please. <laughs> it didn't mean to. Oh my god. <laughs> All right. All right. Spe- speaking of the next match, we got I I brought uh Becca versus Big Juicy from Chaotic Wrestling. Ooh, Big Juicy. Yeah, so we got uh Big Juicy who uh whose whole gimmick is that she brings juice to the ring. <laughs> two like two bottles of juice. Mm-hmm. Uh and Becca is the queen of the scrunchie. Oh, now oh yes, 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 I remember this now. Uh, she she literally comes with a bunch of scrunchies on her arm. Uh, mm-hmm. The match starts off these two like the bell rings, but Juice sees me like wait 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 wait. She offers up like a, a thing of juice to Becca, mm-hmm. and she's like, "I'll give you this. You give me a scrunchie, like mm-hmm. trade." And <laughs> Becca's like thinking about it, thinking about it, thinking about it. Then she's like, "Okay." So they just do a quick trade. <laughs> and then since since now Becca has the juice, Ju- Big Juicy goes to get the other bottle, and they like cheers in the middle and both have some. Oh. <laughs> And then they get right into it. Of course. Yeah. They get into a big lockup right in the beginning. They keep, like, reversing each other back and forth. Mm-hmm. Uh, that, there's a, a a huge shoulder block from Juicy to really show who the power competitor is here, you know? Yeah. 
uh, to take to take Becca down, but they but they still just they just keep going back and forth. Uh, like it's it's more juicy getting the offense in and Becca trying to like escape. Gotcha. Uh, then there is one big burst of offense from Juicy that kind of takes Becca off of her feet here. That mm-hmm. that shows the, that shows off her power. Gotcha. Uh, and Juicy's kind of in control for a bit of this match here. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then back and then. At one point, Juicy like goes to hit like a leg drop and misses, mm-hmm. and Becca rolls out of the way. Okay. And Becca gets up, or, or like she rolls out of the way. She's still on the floor, and is kind of like playing possum because Juicy like goes to pick her up. Yeah. And when Big Juicy picks her up, Becca like breaks out and just grabs her by the head and just hits her with a DDT just like out of nowhere. Oh, okay. To like come back, and Becca just gets like a huge burst of offense in. Mm-hmm. Uh she like. She bounces off the ropes. She hits some kicks. She hits a big flurry of punches and forearms and strikes, uh, all ending uh, leading up to the Becca Bulldog. Mm-hmm. Basically, she beats uh, she beats Big Juicy into the corner and then gets her in the headlock and hits the big the Becca Bulldog, which is like her special variation of a bulldog. Yeah, uh, takes her down. Uh, de- but Big Juicy does end up kicking out. Uh, so Becca goes to the top rope after the 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 Becca Bulldog and hits hits Juicy with a huge crossbody uh and Juicy kicks out again mm-hmm. uh then Juicy uh finally comes back into this hits Becca with a big spine buster that just like it looks like the ring shook it was big Ooh. it was a big um then Juicy locks in a full Nelson after that spine buster uh Becca is struggling to get out but eventually she is able to she's able to break her arms free uh, she hits like a she she breaks her arms free, hits like a like a like a forearm, mm-hmm. and then backs off a little bit and hits a spinning heel kick and Ooh. just knocks Big Juicy out and gets the pin. Nice, holy shit! Yeah, this match is uh, like I said, it was pretty back and forth. It was a quick one, but the entire time these two were trading like training. It was another one of those where it was like just throwing haymakers at each other, you know, mm-hmm. like just throwing big moves back and forth, hoping one of them's gonna be the one that ends it. Gotcha. Uh, this match was solid. I really liked the character work from both of these two. It was a little bit quick, but I I liked it. I liked the pacing of it. I think it, I think the quick match worked for it. Uh, because you could tell they were like toward the end they were kind of starting to slow down because they were kind of just like going. Yeah. You know there was no like big long rest hold spots where they got to like breathe. Mm-hmm. They were kind of they kind of just like were just like uh, going yeah, through the, the motion. Yeah, exactly. They kind of just pedaled to the metal. It like there was a little bit of rest holding stuff here and there, but like it wasn't. It never lasted that like too long. Where I was like bored, you gotcha. know. So like the pacing was kept up, and you could tell by the end they were kind of like slowing down a bit. Makes sense. Uh, so I think it ending where it did was right on target. You know, nice. Uh, the pacing of the match worked really well. Uh, it was quick, but they put on a solid show. Lots of action in between. Very back and forth. Uh, there was, like, no big points where anyone was really in control here, just like the other match I reviewed tonight. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was solid. I love matches like that, where you can't tell who's gonna win, because they just keep, just, it's just a slobber knocker of a match both ways. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, this one was, this one was solid. I'm gonna give it a meh, though. I, I think it's just, this one's a meh. It was good wrestling, uh, nothing that absolutely blew me away, though. Mm. I, I did like it. Nice. Uh, to, to to say that I did I did enjoy it I thought it was a solid matchup and I'm gonna give it the meh here uh, definitely a decent match from Chaotic Wrestling go check it out again free on our YouTube channel just like all of our matches are fair enough fair enough all right 
I believe that's both of our matches. That's all of our uh, matches that we watched by ourselves this week. So let's get into the one we both took a look at. And this was recommended to us by none other than Generation Championship Wrestling themselves over on our Twitter at CountoutPod. They gave us this match to watch after we reviewed one of their matches a couple weeks ago. Uh, they themselves gave us this match to watch. So how could we say no, right? Of course. Uh, so we took a look at Heather Monroe versus Queen Aminata for the Diamond Division Championship from Generation mm-hmm. Championship Wrestling. And, oh my god, I was so excited to talk about this one. Zach, what did you think about this match? It was awful. No, this match was This fucking, match sucked. No, this, match this match was, was awesome. This match was fuck, was a goddamn good match. Like, this, this was, was damn an absolute match. banger. Absolute banger, yeah. These two... These two, when we when we talk about blood, sweat, and tears, this was this was a workhorse match and a half. These this two match was absolutely blew me away. I think this match was like twenty something minutes long too. Like it was it was, a- it was twenty. I think it was from entrance to the end of the video because Generation always ends their videos like right, like literally, like right at the pinfall. Mm-hmm. Like there's no extra. Yeah. So like from the beginning to the end. It was like 28 minutes. Such this is like a half hour long match these two mm-hmm. put on. It's a great fucking match too. Yeah, it is. Yeah, it is. Um, you want to? What were some spots? I just talked for a bunch, a bunch about the last match. So any spots that stood out to you? Want to get into uh, it? Well, there, are, oh, there are plenty of spots that stood out to me. Uh, I'll start with the beginning because there's, it was just a nice little start of it. So the match started out with a lot of smack talk, as I expected from both Monroe and Aminata. Mm-hmm. And uh, these two had a really good exchange of clean technical wrestling between them at the very start. I was really impressed. Like, Monroe had a really clean transition to the variation of figure four. Aminata's Fujiwara looked great. Mm-hmm. I was very pleased with this. I was like, oh, damn. Like, because I, when I went into this match, I mean, like, I kind of expected some strikes from Aminata and some technical stuff from Monroe, but I was glad to see the two of them going back, like, back and forth with each other. Yeah. And this 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 whole this whole beginning of this match felt very technical. Yes, it did. And I was I mean, you know me, I was on I was like, fuck yeah, let's fucking do this shit. Mm-hmm. Alright, uh let's see. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm gonna I'm looking through I have I've have, I've have literally got like pages of notes that I could talk <laughs> yeah, about. Yeah, I just like how after Heather Monroe started getting uh a little momentum, Aminata rolled out of the ring, of course, and was like, Time out. Time out. I need water. Someone get me water. I need no, a, I need a, a break. I need to breathe. Uh, relax. Like the ref is counting. She's like, "Shut up! It's a timeout." <laughs> she literally does everything in her power. Like my Rose, like, "What you want to lose like that?" And she's like, "Get away from me! Go to the other side of the ring." Until she finally gets back. I love that. I love that shit. Some good heel. Some classic heel work. Yeah, yeah, definitely classic heel work. She. I feel like this. This, this is like her thing, right? She always calls for the timeout. Always, because she's the queen and she does things on her own clock. Exactly. She's the queen. She calls the shots here. She can call timeout if she wants. All right. Um, uh, we're starting to sound like heel commentators. <laughs> I could be. I I'd be down to be a heel commentator. Oh, I would love that, dude. <laughs> oh, all right. So, um, going into the, some of the stuff that you, this is now reminding me of like a spot where Monroe is in the corner, right? And mm-hmm. she tries to strike her way out of it, and commentary is like, "Oh boy, I wouldn't do that." And I love how this just pissed <laughs> Amina off. She's like, "Oh, you want to punch me, huh?" And then she forearms her in the face. It was a fucking loud ass forearm too. Dude, Amina just is- stomped the shit out of her. Aminata's strikes this match were on another level. Yeah, she, every, every punch, every forearm, every kick, every, like, every strike she threw just sounded like a gunshot. Mm-hmm. 
Like, oh my god. <laughs> just destroyed her. I think so this, good. I think for a while here, then, this is just Aminata just, just beating her ass down. There's even a point where, like, she's like, come on! Clap for Monroe! Cl- clap for her! She's trying to get the crowd to clap for Monroe, which they do. Yeah. She's and like, come she- on! Cheer her on! Oh my god, and then she hits her with a sidewalk slam backbreaker, and then this awesome double knee drop from the second rope. Yes. And I was like, oh, like that's some new shit. I like that. Indeed. Uh, <laughs> and then after that, I liked how when Animata sat, like stepped on Monroe to do like the cocky covering thing, the ref mm-hmm. thought that he was cho- she was choking her out. So he counted like one, two, three, four, get off her. And I love when Aminata stepped off, she played this off by being, she looked at the ref, and she's and he's like, don't choke her. And she's like, am I? She's breathing. Is she dead? Is she dead? <laughs> and the ref looks like, oh my bad. I was just like, I was just that's laughing. One of my, that's one of my favorite stupid. It's one of my favorite things. Like, Is but she are dead? you dead? <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. All right, let's see. Uh, uh, let's it's see like it's else. like it's like when you're driving your friend somewhere and they're like, stop, you're a dangerous driver. I'm like, but are you dead? <laughs> true. True. <laughs> Oh, let's see. Uh, do, 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 do. Oh, yeah. So, Monroe, I don't know about you, Mikey, but there was a really cool, like, transition I like from Monroe where when she did a, she had her comeback finally after she, like, got her ass kicked on, like, the apron. Yeah. Like, she got, yeah. she's, from this point, like, even after this, like, like, Aminata was in firm control, and then she had a sunset flip that she then transitioned into a, it's Pax Rings of Saturn, but I'm gonna tell you the full name because I looked it up. It's the cross-face scissored arm bar. Yeah, that was Look mega sweet. Awesome. I've never seen anyone transition a sunset flip like that. And mm-hmm. uh I think that's I would be a that's a great move to keep. Like that I was fully expecting a pin and I was like, oh submission. Yes. Hello. Yeah, that was awesome. Into that like uh in, into that submission hold that you said that I can't remember the name of already. Um <laughs> it's just a cross it's just a, like a scissored arm bar with a cross face. It was very cool. Very cool way. looking. Mm-hmm. All right. Mm-hmm. So, anything after that? From that point on, uh, what, what stood out to you? Uh, there was one point where um, Monroe was like, like leaning on the ropes, mm-hmm. and she was like kind of knocked out. Yeah. And uh, Queen Aminata hits like her own version of like the V trigger. Mm-hmm. Uh, oh, that, yeah, I remember that. That looked rough, bro. Mm-hmm. Like I said, um, all of Aminata's strikes on in this match were absolutely on point. Yeah, and she... every time she landed something big like that, I was like, oh, like it, like the every, every hit, every punch she threw, every strike she threw made me wince because man, mm-hmm. they really sounded like they were all just making straight impact with yep. Monroe's face. I will say on that point, this actually led to probably one of my favorite looking spots of the match. Mm-hmm. So after this, when Monroe got kicked in the back of that and was sitting reeling, she went to the outside, and Aminata went to like shoulder charge her uh, through the second rope, like between the mm-hmm. second and the middle and top rope. So Monroe dodged it and kneed her in the face, and then she <laughs> jumped on the second rope and then double stomped Aminata's head into the fucking mat. And I was just like, yup. Ow! I was like, oh my. I've reviewed one other Monroe match on this show, and I, I so far she's starting to make a case that she cannot have a bad-looking double stomp. Mm-hmm. She, her double stomp is on point. And then this leads to where she's on the ropes and Ami looks at Mami. She's like, give me all you got, bitch. Is that all you got? And then they just fucking beat the shit out of each other around the apron. Yeah, they just walk around the apron just throwing slobber knockers at each Loved other. Loved it. Uh, and then there was the point where Aminata, like, hits, like, the reverse DDT on 
uh, Monroe and mm-hmm. slams her down on the apron. Yeah. And then while she's taunting Monroe, or Monroe like rolls off onto her feet and she just grabs Zombie by the foot and just like whips her down. Face planted into the apron. <laughs> I yeah. love that spot. Just whoop. It's like, oh, you you thought you thought I was done after I ate the mat. Well, guess what? Here, you eat the mat. Mm-hmm. I think she then. I, I've written down here that after this, Monroe massacred Aminata's chest by nailing her, by laying her on fans and just chopping her in the chest repeatedly. Yep, that was crazy. Oh, man. Uh, yeah, like I like like it's the, it's just back to the strikes again, right? Like the mm-hmm. way I think the way these strike all these strikes were landing just made this match so much more impactful because it really just felt like these two were just throwing everything they had into these punches. Yep. Uh, let's see. Uh, they get back into the ring for a bit. Uh, mm-hmm. Monroe, uh, I believe at this point, is in control for quite a bit. Yes. Like, she kicks out Amilada's leg. Like, she hits a running senton onto her back. She bas- She's in full control finally after being beaten for the majority of the beginning of this match. Yeah, she fi- finally gets finally gets the upper hand in this one. Uh, I think she hits then a handspring, and then uh, she... Oh, yeah, this was a cool sequence. This, yeah, is, so... I was, uh, this is what I wanted to talk about. Uh, right. Oh, then go take it away. Please. Yeah. So it was the like you said it was the the backhand spring elbow yes. into the ropes and then she goes to like do like a hip attack and Aminata just like rolls out of the way and dodges it mm-hmm. and Aminata's like oh you want to see a hip attack mm-hmm. <laughs> and just backs up and just annihilates Monroe with a gorgeous looking oh, hip yeah. attack. Oh yeah, this was like some uh, this was like some uh, like some USO hip attack shit. Which by the way, the USOs have like the best looking hip attack as far as oh I'm yeah, their yeah, shit yeah. looks so. It was like on that level for me. Yeah, it was very very good looking. Uh, it looked like you she absolutely just like crushed Monroe's head. Mm-hmm. And then I wrote this. I mean, none of them was she like she she pulls a unicorn stampede or a I believe it is was it like a glo- stomp stomping a mud hole. Yeah, stomping a muddle. That's the word. She kicked the piss out of Monroe like it was oh I was God. like holy shit like if you before I said she kicked the shit out of her this was like she took that and then amplified it like it was yeah dude those kicks just looked like she was literally trying to bury Heather just yes. like into the ring like she was playing her being frustrated that Heather was still in this match very well with that oh yeah oh yeah just absolutely just drive it just Oh my god! Just nailing those kicks right into her chest—it was brutal. Mm-hmm. There's this, there's that nice sequence they had right after this, right after this spot. Uh, they just kind of go back and forth for a while, and then uh, there's one point where Aminata gets the upper hand and like hits like a hits hits some sort of like lariat and mm-hmm. or some or some big move, uh, and goes to pin Monroe, but then Monroe kicks out. Yeah, but Aminata transitions it right into a crossface. Oh, I love that. Which was great. Uh, and Monroe, like, crawls to the ropes and finally makes it there to, mm-hmm. to get out of it. Uh, and then she gets her back up for a sleeper. And yep. while she's in the sleeper, Monroe is just like, F this, and just picks her up and just hits her with a backpack stunner. Yep. <laughs> backpack stunner looks great. Very uh, nice. And then she ends up hitting the, <laughs> one of my favorite named moves, the Bichinoku Driver. Yep. Oh, I love that. <laughs> I was like, I didn't know that was the name of it. I was like, that's a fuck. I love that name. That's so good. It's so good. Mm-hmm. It's, like, so easy, but it's so good. Yeah. Uh, but, yeah, she hits the Bichinoku driver, uh, but she overextends on the cover a little bit. Yeah. And Aminata's feet hit the ropes, so she gets a rope break. Mm-hmm. So, at this point, Monroe is just... She's about as frustrated as Aminata is, so she beats her down with a few strikes in the corner, sets her up on the top ropes, 
Aminata does her damnedest to not get hit with this next move, but she doesn't, and Monroe nails her with a superplex from the top rope. She then mm-hmm. goes to the Bichunoku once more, but Aminata has it scouted this time and actually is able to get a, to get out of her hold. She then hits her with a big German, the swinging fisherman's neckbreaker, and then finally, mm-hmm. her finish from the top rope, the rolling senton bomb for the win, retaining her belt. What a match this was. This match was fucking great. And, like, yeah. Mikey and I just, like, were talking about little chunks there, but, like, we glossed over a lot of this match that was just great. Like, mm-hmm. oh. Yeah, there was, yeah, we, we if we if we talked about every single spot in this match, we'd be here for hours. Mm-hmm. Like, this match had so many good points. Uh, it was so solid. There was, I don't think there was any low points in this match. This mm-hmm. match was just an absolute slugfest from top to bottom. Uh, this match was 28 minutes long, and I watched it and had no problem watching it a second time over when I had to make my notes. Yeah, it, this is, this match was really, really good. Uh, definitely, I, I think it's easily, I, I think I can speak for both of us when I say it's a mark out. Oh, yeah. Uh, this, this one is absolutely bonkers. Uh, these two, these two killed each other. These two just, just killed each other. Mm-hmm. Uh, and man, was it absolutely insane to watch, and I loved every second of it. Hell yeah! Uh, definitely go check it out. Uh, the I, th- I believe it's on gen- it's on Title Match Wrestling Network. Uh, yes, I believe it is. Uh, yeah, so go check it out over on that YouTube channel on the Title Match Wrestling Network. Uh, you guys should be able to find it pretty easily because it should be pretty recent. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it is absolutely worth the the half hour long match. It is because man, it does it does not feel like a half hour. It feels like. Like, you just get so roped up in it that you don't even realize a half hour went by that you just watched. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, this one was awesome. So thank oh, yeah. thank you again to Generation Championship Wrestling for recommending one, this to us uh, over on our Twitter. Really appreciate it. Uh, super glad we got – super glad we checked it out because, man, this one was awesome. And uh, I think we both loved it. And oh, yeah. We, yeah, give it that mark out. Like we said, we gave it that mark out. Uh, so thanks again, and if you want to get called out on the show like that, then you can also send us your recommendations over on t- uh, Twitter at CannotPod. Uh, so go do that if you have any recommendations for us. And remember, the rules are no AEW, no WWE, no New Japan. Uh, no Big Three, just indie wrestling for us here. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, that's all of our matches. So now that just leaves us with the Double Down. The Double Down. Now... This is the segment of the show where me and Zach flash back to what I usually say is last week and watch matches from each other's perspectives. But it's been a few weeks since we've done a regular episode. Mm-hmm. Uh, but we do have matches from, I think, three weeks ago at this point that we yes. ended up watching. Uh, Zach, do you, do you what match did I give you to check out? You gave me Sky Blue versus Kira Hogan at, you guessed it, Generation Generation Championship Wrestling. Wrestling. <laughs> Woo! We got there. We got there. Uh, and Zach, you gave me to check out uh, MJF and sorry, hold on. MJF and Malcolm Bivens versus John Atlas and Space Monkey uh, from a promotion I forgot to write down. Wrestling from Greek Town Wrestling. <laughs> uh, yeah. So, well, who started? Who started? That would I, be. I, I don't know. I was second because I had Warhorse versus DD Trash, and I was—I remember when we finished the episode when I finished that. I'm pretty sure. So why don't you kick us off this week with the double down? Alrighty then. So this match, uh, this is a good match. I was—I enjoyed this match. Though this match was solid. Like the first thing that I will say that I liked off the bat was, of course, the heel work by Hogan and Steels. These two stole the show for me in this match. They were so good. Mm-hmm. I loved. 
I loved Hogan's heel work in the ring. I love Steele's work on the outside as well as her comments because they were fucking hilarious. I yes. love the part when Steele was tra- telling the ref that he needed to go back to ref school and didn't know how to do his job when he was accounting to three. I yeah, just like it. They were t- they were so entertaining that like there's a slow portion of this match where like Hogan was beating down on uh, Sky, and I didn't even mind it because I just wanted to listen to the two of them banter with each other more. Yeah, great. On that note, I also want to say Sky had some solid character work in this match too. Mm-hmm. She it she did what it, she needed to do for this match, and it when when she needed to shine for like the moments that she did, she did well. Like for instance, like I love the sequence at the beginning where um, Hogan had Sky in a wrist lock, and every time Sky kipped up, Hogan yanked her hair down, and she kept going like, "Why do you keep standing up?" It feels like you stupid. Why are you not standing up? And I like how Sky just got a little bit more annoyed. Are like, you dumb? Like you. <clears throat> and then. <laughs> And then she finally had to pull out a more intricate maneuver to actually get out of it. Mm-hmm. Uh, another spot that I liked after this was uh, Hogan's offense in the corner on Sky, where she chopped her, threw her in the cor- into, into the corner, kicked her in the stomach, hit her with a running splash, and then a single leg drop kick through her face. It had a Dr- ton of momentum. Through her face. Yep. Had a ton of momentum. Looked fantastic. Was great. Love that. Uh, mm-hmm. Let's see. Next spot is after that sec is near the end of when Hogan was grinding down Sky and that I was talking about earlier. Uh, Sky kicked out at one, <laughs> and Hogan just looked flabbergasted. While Steel's like, she did not just fucking kick out at one. <laughs> and I, and I no, just, no, she couldn't have. <laughs> just out of nowhere, I just hear that. I was just, I <laughs> that made me laugh quite a bit. And she's like, pit her ass. <laughs> Loved it. I. Loved when these two after this, when Sky had her comeback, and the two of them were face to face on their knees, like just beating the hell out of each other. I thought they were it looked great, great strikes that looked they were like good, looked good, sold well. Uh, I also liked the part where um they caught each other's foot and set them down and then super kick each other in the face. Yep, they were like, was, hold on, hold on, like I got like like Scott. It's, I forgot what happened, but like they Sky like I'll, put her foot down I'll, and then she was like. Kira wouldn't drop her foot. She's like, but I put your foot down. She's like, fine, fine. I have it written down here. On yeah, the go off, ahead. Just go in ahead. case. There was a nice... The reason I liked it was actually because of that improv you just said. Because Sky was supposed to keep Hogan's leg up, but she, it slipped from her hand. So she mm-hmm. let her down, her leg down early, so Hogan just had her leg. So like you said, without skipping a beat, she was like, but I already put your leg down. And Hogan looked at her and she's like, yeah, you're right. And she put her leg you're down. Right, you're right. They respect, respect. Respect, respect. And then immediately kicked each other in the face. <laughs> then immediately the respect's gone. It gone. Never existed. And uh, finally, I was actually a, f- I was a fan of this, fans- of this match's finish. To those of you that okay. don't know, because it's been a couple weeks, Steel's yeah, got a the- while. Steel's basically got the ref's attention by jumping onto the apron. So, and, and like, Hogan went to go attack Sky, and she was supposed to throw Sky into the rope so that Steel's would kick her in the back of the head. I don't know how that would get disqualified, but semantics. Mm-hmm. But... What happened was Sky countered the Irish whip and threw Hogan into the ropes, and instead she ended up kicking Sky. No. Steels ended up kicking Hogan in the back of the head, and then Sky rolled her up after this and got the win. Mm-hmm. It was clever, unexpected, and I re- I like when wrestlers get creative with things like that. Like I'm used to seeing like finishes like where like you know the heel kicks the person in the face and they get the win, but yeah. they, they put like a little like a, just a slight little unique twist on it that was like oh I like that. Mm-hmm. What I liked is that. Um... The, the, is that the twist was that it was that um, Tasha Steeles didn't 
stop because it was Kirk, it was Hogan coming at her. You get you and you, you it was believable that she that she just like threw the kick in mm-hmm. hopes for the best because the whole time she had her she had her eyes on the ref. She yeah. was arguing with the ref. She was looking at the ref. And then when the when it was time for the spot to happen, she saw somebody coming and was like, "This must be my cue," you sure. know, and just threw that kick anyway. And then and then it was like, "Oh no!" But what I liked is that they didn't. They made sure that Tasha, like Tasha Steeles, made sure that she kept her eyes on the referee. Yep. To make to make this believable and not and not look like, oh my god, did she just turn on her partner? You know, mm-hmm. like she like the way this could have been construed as like oh my god she just kicked her partner in the face is this is she turning on her partner is this it between these two you know mm-hmm. but since since she had her eyes on her ref the whole time it immediately read as like oops you know yes. like that like that wasn't supposed to happen but like in a kayfabe way not mm-hmm. like a not like a botch way yep uh like that wasn't supposed to happen and and Sky Blue gets the win for it. I think that I agree with you that was a great way to finish the match. Yeah I mean what can I say you you described it very well uh, I thought overall this match was solid. Just it was a solid match in general, and I thought it was good. But in my opinion, this match is it wouldn't have been as enjoyable for me, at least without the amazing heel work of Hogan and Steels. And for that I mean, reason, that's fair. The match that would normally have gotten probably a meh for me gets the high meh for me. All right, All these right, two yeah. are a joy to work with, and like I said, Sky Blue did a good job of being the face in this match. This match needed. Yeah, Hogan like, and Hogan and Steels cannot be beat with their character. She was a You're good. Correct. Now I think about it, she was like a good foil to the two of them because where the two of them were like bad mouthed and loud, like she was more like quieter, but she was more reserved in what she did. And when she like showed off her bit of flair to them, it was like, oh shit, oh shit, yeah. Oh, and like nice. she was good. And like I liked how in this match, like she had moments where it was like, oh damn, like she's great at wrestling. Like she outsmarted her. Yeah, it's good. So this match gets a high met for me. I was okay. Pleased. All right, very nice, very nice. All right, so that was my turn. And Zach, the match you gave me to check out is MJF and Malcolm Bivens versus John Atlas and Space Monkey from Greektown Wrestling. Just like we said before, uh, this match was this match was funny. This I match knew was, you'd love this match. This match was a great. It was like a great mixture of like a serious wrestling match and a comedy wrestling match mm-hmm. because there was some very serious wrestling throughout the whole beginning when MJF was kind of beating up on. It was basically MJF and Bivens just beating up on um, Space Monkey yep. for, the, for the beginning of this one. Uh, ba- cutting the ring in half, working like a charm, like a team, you know? Yep. The classic. Um, I did. Uh, I, I forgot to mention before the match starts, uh, I did like MJF and Bivens like, hiding behind the curtains. Yeah. <laughs> when Atlas and Space Monkey were making their entrance. And you can, like, clearly see them on camera, but they're, like, halfway, like, hiding behind the curtains. Like, it's like a five year old, but it's, like, time for hide and seek. And, like, they pull the curtains over them, but you, you can still see their feet. Mm hmm. They're, like, so hiding in plain sight, but they were still, like, and gotcha! You know? Yep. <laughs> That was really good. Um, like I said, Bivens and, uh, back to the match. Like I said, Bivens and MJF working well as a team. They were cutting that ring in half, uh, really beating down on Space Monkey. There was a point where MJF like leaned into being a heel like he always does mm-hmm, uh, by just by just biting Monkey's tail, and Monkey sold it like it was like, oh god, oh yep. my tail. Mm-hmm. Um, and then he bites his fingers. Uh, and then MJF and Bivens going for like that double team elbow drop, but not yep. like be not being able to agree on the high five or like the dap up. Yep. <laughs> like, we figured this out backstage, we swear. Yeah, and then they actually end up hitting it. Um and then 
Monkey finally is able to get a little bit of offense in and fight them off of it. Uh, there's one point where Bivens and MJF are both trying to hold Monkey back from tagging in Atlas, but Monkey is just like, just like walking, taking like big steps across and just like dragging them across the ring Mm -hmm. to try to make that tag, but, uh, doesn't end up getting it, uh, until, doesn't end up getting it until he's able to shake them both off and getting that tag into Atlas. Uh, and then basically the rest of this match is Atlas just beating up on MJF and Bivens. Yep. Um, there was one point where Bivens was trying to like hit Atlas with like shoulder blocks and they were just doing nothing. Mm-hmm. And then Atlas is like, fine, come on, one more. And then he goes for a spear and just bounces off. <laughs> uh, uh, that was like really it. funny. Uh, and then the, uh, there was the one point where uh, Monkey gets the tag back in mm-hmm. uh, and is going to the top rope to like hit like a big splash on, I yeah. believe, MJF. And Bivens is on the outside, and he, like, trips Atlas up on the corner, and as he's going down, he, like, hits his, like, arms on the ropes, which shakes the ropes enough to, to knock the Space Monkey off balance. Mm-hmm. Uh, which I thought was very clever. Yeah. Um, oh, yeah, I like that. I Yeah, 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 I remember, I'm remembering the mm-hmm. spot now. It's been, a, it's been a minute. Yeah. Well, which MJF is able to get the upper hand. MJF gets set up. He's ready to... I think he, I think he calls for a spear. Mm-hmm. Or some he calls for some sort of move while he's in the yeah. corner, but then while he's calling for the move, uh, Bivens tags himself in and goes for an F five. Uh, he gets the F five set up, goes for it, but uh, Space Monkey is able to reverse this and uh, into a roll up into a roll up, uh, which mm-hmm. gets the one two three and yep. pins Bivens, who is left shocked in the ring, staring at his partner MJF, who seems very upset. He's extremely upset. Yeah, he is not pleased. He's not a happy boy. <laughs> no. But this match was solid. It wasn't like it didn't overstay its welcome. You know, it did. Mm-hmm. It, it did its job. It made me laugh. It was a solid. It was a solid matchup. Uh, it, these two, these two did a solid job. I really, I really, or these four. Sorry, these four did a solid job. Um, and I was really kind of blown away by this match. I did wish I was able to see more of Atlas. Yeah. Uh, Atlas wasn't in this match very long. It was basically just Space Monkey. Uh, mm-hmm. It was basically just Space Monkey in like a handicap match with like an assistance once. Pretty much, um, yeah. But I do wish I saw more of Atlas, but otherwise, I thought this match was uh, solid. And solid. I give it a meh. Give it a meh? Fair enough. Yep. Uh, I, I enjoyed it. Like I said, it made me laugh. It was just decent. Uh, and I and I don't think it was a waste of time, so go check it out. Greek Town Wrestling, MJF, and Malcolm Bivens taking on John Atlas and Space Monkey. Mm-hmm. All right. Nice. Well, I, I believe that's all of our matches this week, Zach. I think that just about wraps it up. Yeah. It's a good week this week. Yeah, very solid week this week. Uh, so we, the, the one thing we have left to do, of course, is the plugs. Go check us out on Twitter over at CatOutPod, uh, where you can suggest matches to us, talk to us about wrestling. You know, we are very active over on Twitter. That's basically where we share all of our everything. Uh, mm-hmm. So go check us out over there if you want to interact with us in any way. Uh, and also go check out my, my other show, Hit the Books, every Friday, where me and Ryan Knightsey book the latest episodes of Raw and SmackDown every single week in our own little fantasy world. We have our own rosters, our own uh, pay-per-view schedule, like all that stuff. We have our own everything. Mm-hmm. Uh, so go check that out if you're into fantasy booking. Uh, we just came off of the Hell in a Cell special. Uh, so we are on, now we are now we are officially on the way to Money in the Bank for real this time. <laughs> Uh, and we are very excited to get there, and we had some exciting things happen at the Hell in a Cell special, so go check that out if you get the chance. Also, go check out the other shows here on the Cannot Network, just, such as Your Dose of Death, or uh, you, How to Talk to Your Friend About Wrestling, 
And, of course, leave us all those five-star reviews over on iTunes. It helps a growing podcast network like the Countout Network uh, grow and get to more audience and have, have let you have more people to talk about the shows with. Mm-hmm. Uh, so go give us that five-star review. If you leave us a five-star and you leave a comment on why you left a five-star, we'll shout you out on the show. Uh, and, of course, if you suggest matches to us over on Twitter, you will also shout you out on the show. Uh, mm-hmm. And if you want to, ha- if you want anything, if you want to know anything about the Count- the Count Network that I have not mentioned, uh, go to countoutpod dot com, uh, where you can also find our first ever T shirt that we are that is on sale now. So go check that out uh, over there if you want to order one for yourself. It's a brand new, uh, it's a brand new logo we made up just for the shirt. It's like a, it looks like it's supposed to look like a nice round stamp of our logo. Mm-hmm. Uh, we like it a lot. We're kind of obsessed with it. So uh, go go check that out over on countoutpod.com/store if you want to get one of our t-shirts and support the Countout Network. Um, that we would greatly appreciate that as well. Uh, Zach, you got anything to plug? No. All right, well, that just leaves me with one thing left to say, and that is to remember that there's a gigantic sea of independent wrestling out there. So never stop exploring. This has been a Count Out Podcast.